On today's podcast, we're going to be breaking down NFL Week 1, Week 2 of college football. We're going to talk about Lucas's stellar picks, and then we are going to get into a little bit of baseball. Welcome into the Fumbling Punter Podcast. I'm your host, Devin Keeney, and here with us today are... MLB expert, and based on his picks this week, I think we can go ahead and call him our NFL expert, too. Lucas, welcome to the podcast. Uh, I don't think 7-6, and six. is that what I went? Yeah, but have you seen my college football picks let, lately? I am... Well, I figured you probably picked Mizzou over South Carolina. No, that's actually one of the two games I got right. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I'm picking again. I got that game right myself. I was uh, I was picking against the spread, which uh, has not been very kind to me, and some over unders. That's why I was disappointed with the score the other day of three nothing at the end of the first quarter because I had the over of like seventy two in that game. Which you would have thought would happen after uh, Mizzou gives up like forty points to Missouri State. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But uh, before we get too much into college football, let's get going on some uh, NFL Week 1 action. The uh, opening night last Thursday, Chiefs went into Foxborough and beat the heavily favored. I think the line was uh, Patriots minus 9. And yeah. Chiefs won by two touchdowns, uh, 42-27. And, uh, mm-hmm. All right, Lucas, I have the theory that I think that Kareem Hunt makes Andy Reid's offense go. What do you think about that? Yeah, he clearly uh, is the straw that was stirring that drink. Like, as exciting and dirty as it is to uh, Terry Kill, you know, think that he's a game changer. Cream Hunt was the true game changer in that offense. Cause oh, he yeah. Just, he was like a breath of fresh air. He looked good. He even looked – I mean – he had a fumble, his first NFL carry. But even if you take away the fumble, that was still like an eight-yard rush. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, and then, of course, he took a lot of crap after that, especially from Richie. And then <laughs> Kareem Hunt ends on with like 250 yards or something like that, all-purpose yards or something. Like, he had an insane game. Oh, yeah. I, I think it was just shy of 253 touchdowns. Uh, another thing that I really that really stuck out to me, and I wrote about this on FumblingPunter.com for anybody who hasn't checked that out, uh, I think Alex Smith's reads and his decision-making were just completely different than everything I saw from him last year. It, last year on the touchdown pass he threw to Hill and then the touchdown pass he threw to Hunt, last year he would have checked down to the running back in the flat. And this year he took some chances and they paid off. I think that Alex Smith has to play like that if the Chiefs are gonna are gonna go to the playoffs this year. Well, he's got Patrick Mahomes pushing him now. Yeah. It's the thing. He has to do more. And he knows he has to do more. Because this is the NFL. Andy Reid can sit there and say, Alex Smith's our guy, Mahomes isn't ready, blah, blah, blah. But if Alex Smith throws together a bad game or something, in comes Mahomes. It was like it was like uh, Texans. Bill O'Brien said, yeah. "Deshaun Watson's not going to play for a while. Not ready." 
needs to develop. Macho man Tom Savage does not look great. In comes Deshaun Watson. That's because it's the NFL. Yeah, I mean, that is completely true. Uh, speaking of, well, before we get to that, I want to finish up this uh, Chiefs Patriots game. Uh, both teams suffered huge losses on defense. Uh, the Chiefs lost Eric Berry. And have you heard word on uh, how hurt Dante, Dante Hightower is? Actually, I haven't, but. I don't. I mean, I don't think it's for the year. Yeah. Well, the Chiefs did lose Eric Berry for the year, and that's going to be a big blow to their secondary. I think that he's kind of the glue that holds that secondary together. Peters is good. Uh, Terrence Mitchell's played well. Ron Parker's played well, but I think they all just play better when Eric Berry is there. Yeah, and he's the guy you can get behind. It's hard to get behind someone there again, like Marcus Peters. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Eric Berry's just a great dude. Uh, love the – he bought his mom a car and set the bag of grits in there because she always told him he'd be a man when he could buy his own grits. He's uh, just just a great dude. You know, every, I'll be rooting for his speedy recovery. But uh, also my last note on that game is I think the Patriots are going to be fine. You know, every, there wasn't even really a lot of talk of panic. A lot of people picked them to go 16 and 0. I didn't. I never did. I think it's a dumb prediction to say 16 and 0. But I I mean Bill Belichick loves to coach up teams and he's going to get to do that now because they definitely had some flaws. Yeah, I'm sure they'll be fine. Yeah, I I, I agree. Uh but we were talking about Houston, the so maybe this is one of the surprise games of the week for me was Jacksonville over Houston 29 to 7. Um, I think that Jacksonville defense, don't get me wrong, Tom Savage is not Joe Montana. I realize that Deshaun Watson isn't Cam Newton. But the Jags defense looked really good, did it not? Well, it should. Years of high picks. They've spent millions of dollars the last two years on top of their high picks. It should look good. And this is probably, well, they're hoping they're starting to, you know, pay off all the money and investments they've spent on their defense. And yesterday, if it was any indication, then, you know, watch out. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they did have a big loss, much like the Chiefs. They lost Allen Robinson for the season. Now, I know you're a big Allen Robinson guy in fantasy, Lucas. Uh, what, do, what do you think about that? How's that going to impact the Jags offense? I think it impacts it a lot. Like, a lot of people – we're still saying, and they did it. They were like a 65-35 split yesterday on run versus pass. Used Fournette heavily, which they're going to do, but you're still going to have to throw the ball some. And he was a big guy that's got a 14-touchdown uh, season on his resume. Yeah. So, you know, he's a big red zone threat for them. And now he's out for the year, and it sucks. So yeah. I like him. Oh, yeah, I like Allen Robinson, too. Uh Last note on this game, do you think that uh, the quarterback of the future for the Houston Texans, I'm just going to simplify this even more, do you think any quarterback on currently on the Texans roster can get them to the playoffs this year? I think either one of them could possibly get them to the playoffs this year. Well, other than the division they play in, I guess I should have asked if they could win a game because they get to the playoffs almost every year because of that division. But the Jags look better. 
the Titans, everyone predicted them to have a good season. They opened up with the Raiders, but uh, the Colts looked atrocious. So I guess you're right. Any That could be – I mean, that could be a low-key competitive division. Um, but I think Deshaun Watson should just go ahead and be the quarterback, see what you got in him. I don't oh. care. They said Bill O'Brien's offense is the hardest offense to learn in the NFL, so might as well just let Deshaun do it with a hands-on approach because Tom Savage clearly don't have it down either. So yeah. either Bill O'Brien's going to have to dumb it down or something. I don't know. But Tom Savage didn't stand back there and keep getting sacked. Like they had to go to a guy that's got a little bit of mobility on him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and – Moving on from that, there were a couple of division battles in the AFC North. Uh, my biggest note that I have here is Cleveland looked respectable against the Steelers. Yeah, it clearly is a different team. It's a young team. Mm-hmm. Um, Hugh Jackson, they believe in Hugh Jackson. Hugh Jackson's getting guys he wants on his team. They got a lot of money cap space-wise. They... You know, they played a decent game. Deshaun Kaiser looked, you know, even the Steelers complimented Kaiser on, you know, just staying kind of calm, cool, and collected throughout the game. Uh, the Steelers, though, you know, they ended up winning by three. Mm-hmm. They didn't play a very good game. They should have won by a lot more. The offense looked bad for yes. the Steelers. Other than... I don't think I'm – not, I'm not ready to say that Cleveland has a good defense because they don't. And the Steelers should have scored more than 21 points. Looking at the uh, looking at the other matchup there, uh, Baltimore blanked Cincinnati twenty to nothing yesterday. Uh, Andy Dalton, we talked about this before we started recording. Andy Dalton threw for one hundred and seventy yards and four interceptions. Is uh, maybe the Marvin Lewis Andy Dalton era in Cincinnati going to come to an end this year? Look, I'm no Cincinnati Bengals fan. Not even close. I think they're the dirtiest club in football. Montez Burfick shouldn't even be in the league anymore. Um, and, you know, used to, I really didn't care for him too much till that Harold guy started getting all weird about it hmm. that I know from Facebook. And, you know, here's the thing. Andy Dalton's, what, 0-5 in the playoffs? Yep. Marvin Lewis has been there for uh, literally longer than our uh, adulthoods. Oh, yeah. Like, we were still in high school when he started coaching him. Like, Carson Palmer, like, played for them, like, 15 years ago. <laughs> That's when this run started was with Carson Palmer. Yes. Like, so, it has to come to – well, the only thing is who's better than Marvin Lewis out there? He's gotten into the playoffs several times when they weren't even a respectable franchise, which now they're respectable, but now they're a laughing stock because it's like, oh, Andy Dalton – Gonna lose the first round of playoffs. That's what they do. Yeah, I mean they got to see what they got to see what they have in AJ McCarron, right? Oh yeah. So if 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 Andy Dalton's gonna play like that, they have to see what they have in AJ McCarron because he's a free agent after this year. So they got to see if he's worth keeping and letting Andy Dalton go, or switching their roles, or you know, trade chip something. And you know they're just wasting the prime of AJ Green's career. Yes. And I think another issue with them is, well, they didn't have John Ross playing. They didn't use Joe Mixon like they should have. They're going to do some sort of three-headed committee 
bullshit in the run game, and that's going to take away from an offense. I think that's what happened with the Patriots the other night. They just used too many running backs. Oh, yeah. There, nobody got a flow whenever you're – You can't you're... get into a flow. You yeah. can't get into a game flow. It's just because, you know, and it kind of seemed like everyone kind of had a defined role, but still I think when you do that, it just – I like the offense that you got your guy. You can keep the flow going. Oh, absolutely. I'm completely with you on that. And, uh, of course, we're both also fantasy football guys. So, uh, seeing three-headed monsters, five-headed monsters like the Patriots had sucks for anybody that's a fantasy football fan. Yep. So, okay, uh, I think the last notes on the uh, noon games I had from yesterday, noon central, because we are in the central time zone for those of you that don't know, was uh, the uh, Matt Stafford really outplayed Carson Palmer in the Motor City. Uh, Matt Stafford, who was on one of my fantasy teams, and I was pretty worried early on in the game, ended up having a heck of a game, throwing four touchdowns. Uh, Carson Palmer had a bad day, 27 of 48, three interceptions. Uh, what, what do you think about Arizona right now, Lucas? I'm still waiting to see what's wrong with David Johnson, see if he's going to miss any time or not. Yeah, that has me pretty worried. They, uh, I, I that read earlier about them. Yeah, I read earlier that the uh, the wrist injury he may not miss. Oh, he may not miss any time at all. Which is best case scenario for the Cardinals and for our fantasy lives. Oh, for sure, for sure. <laughs> uh, um, you know Carson Palmer, big fat bad game, terrible game. I I draw I uh bench Stafford in one league for Palmer, bench Rivers for Palmer in another league because Rivers was supposed to be playing this tough Denver's defense, and now it seems like I would have been better off just staying with Rivers. And you know Carson Palmer thought he was going to have a big day, he ended up with you know one touchdown, two hundred and some yards, but yeah, it was just ugly. He didn't give the Cardinals a chance to win. His his throws were just throws they weren't nothing spectacular he didn't put the cardinals in a situation to even have a chance to win and it seems like they got deflated after david johnson went out who wasn't even having a good game before he got hurt by the way yeah yeah i i was i was pretty disappointed uh, but really you know sleep on the lions i think we shouldn't sleep on the lions yeah i had i had made a note uh I'll, I'll just give you guys some picks here in a little bit before we get off of this but i'm not as down on the lions as everybody else is this year you know whenever i was reading kind of different experts picks and there were some people picking the lions to go six and ten five and eleven i am i crazy for not thinking the lions are that bad of a team no they have i mean their defense certainly looked much improved yesterday Terrell Austin has always been a high, you know, a guy that people keep saying check coaching job. Um, the thing that worries me about the Lions is I just don't think Jim Caldwell is a very good coach. Um, last year they had a respectable season, but they had to come back from behind in like eight games to win, which was spectacular, but that's not really a good indicator of, being a playoff caliber, playoff winner team. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to tread lightly on it, but I think they are a pretty decent team. 
I just the one thing that I don't like about him is I don't know who how their run game is going to be. Amir Abdullah did not look good yesterday. Yeah, had several touches. There's a classic you know, example Riddick. of find a good running back and use them. Find a good all-purpose back, use them as your three-down back. Don't try the yes, two-headed. I, I just think it's, I think it's just better to have a guy like that. Like take Zeke for instance. Last night, you just knew he was going to get the ball, and he was in there on most of the third downs. I'm sure, yeah. Alf came in for some brief, but he had pretty good game flow last night. Oh, absolutely. Uh, like going from Amir Abdullah to Theo Riddick to Zach Zinner to uh, that Washington guy, like I just didn't see no consistency with it. I just, you know, very few times do you actually see three committee, you know, teams that in their backfield win Super Bowl. Yeah, I I'm think trying to think that, off top of my head. I think that we're getting like, back. I think we're getting back to the era where you need a good every down back. Look at the Cowboys and yeah, Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, like you said, that is a perfect example. I think that you need a good three-down back. And here's the thing, though. Atlanta went to the Super Bowl last year. Well, Devontae Freeman was a three-down back. It just so happened that Tevin Coleman also played on third downs. 